Hello, welcome to another podcast. In this podcast, I am going to be talking about a subject I am very passionate about. And the title of this podcast is Don't You Dare Say Shin Splints. As you can guess by the title, it is about shin splints or rather exercise-induced leg pain. Now, a little bit of background. I hate the word shin splints because it doesn't give you a diagnosis. It basically says I've got pain in my leg while I'm exercising. And there are 45 different reasons why you can get pain in your lower leg while you're exercising. Shin splints is just a broad term and it doesn't tell you nothing doesn't tell you jack so let's talk about exercise induced leg pain what is it well exercise induced leg pain is when you get pain in your lower leg while you're exercising shin splints which is common which is commonly known as medial tibial stress, stress syndrome is one of the most common reasons why you can get pain in the lower leg and this can affect you playing any kind of sport like football, soccer, um, cricket, tennis, you name it, running, a lot of runners. I see a lot of runners with this kind of pain. But let's break it down even further. So as I said, many people call medial tibial stress syndrome um, shin splints. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later on. But there are other causes of exercise-induced leg pain. One of them being uh, chronic exertion compartment syndrome. You can also get a stress fracture. You can also get an entrapment of the nerve, which is very interesting when you see that in clinic. You can also get uh, problems in your spine that can lead to leg pain while doing exercise. And you can get popliteal artery entrapment syndrome. So let me go a couple, let me go through a couple of case studies. Just to give you an idea, so the first case study, you've got a young active male or female that's playing quite a bit of sport, usually quite a lot. They complain of pain in their leg while they're exercising, but it gets better after a couple of minutes of stopping and then they can go again like they've got a second wind. Uh, the pain's like in a broad area in the leg, so they can't really pinpoint exactly where the pain is. And they complain of some tightness and tenderness. Sometimes they get pins and needles in the foot and it affects both legs. Now, this is often chronic exertion compartment syndrome. Now, chronic exertion compartment syndrome is when the muscles in the lower compartment get too tight. Uh, there are a few different treatments for it. It's very hard to diagnose, but often patients end up having surgery. Let me talk about another case study. So this is a, another young active individual playing a lot of endurance sport, a lot of runners get this. They'll complain of pain in the lower leg, which is relieved by a period of rest, just like before. But the pain is usually on the outside of the leg and they get that feeling of sensation uh, of of tenderness, aching, they might get uh, paresthesia, which is pins and needles in the foot. Uh, they'll get it'll they'll it'll feel very tight, but they will they won't look on the inside of their leg. They'll they will be rubbing the outside of the leg. Now this often occurs because they've got superficial peroneal nerve entrapment syndrome. It's a mouthful, isn't it? 
and it only usually only affects one leg and usually the front of the leg quite easily treated actually uh, give give a bit of a local anesthetic injection maybe a steroid injection around the nerve and it calms it down quite quickly okay let's go through another case study this is another young active individual loves to play sport complains of pain at the back of the leg and it is uh, relieved by resting uh, it's non-specific in the anatomical location and when you examine them in clinic it's usually it's not uh, remarkable so you won't find anything obvious in clinic they will complain of tightness tenderness aching also uh, pins and needles in the foot in some in some cases it can affect one or both legs now this is popliteal artery entrapment syndrome there are five different types and i could make a whole podcast on this uh there is different ways the artery which is on the back of your calf can get entrapped uh, and it normally requires a surgical intervention however the most common common cause of calf pain is when you get a calf strain so either from the muscle at the top of your leg or the lower part of your leg because the calf muscle is composed of three separate muscles um i find sprinters and runners that are doing sharp sprinting movements so they've got a sharp sprinting movement they tend to get a strain of the lower muscle i find that runners and footballers generally can get a strain of the upper calf muscle uh, i normally ultrasound it and it can get better with maybe some injections or maybe some rehabilitation exercises which is often what we give them finally the last case study actually i tell a lie it's not the last case study there's one before that as well so this is another young active individual they have they had a summer break they came back and then they did too much too quickly they've got an acute pain on the on the lower leg it increases when they are training especially on hard surfaces and they're limping sometimes they'll get night pain sleep disturbance they can point with one finger where the pain is now when i send these patients for an mri they often come back with a bone stress reaction injury sometimes a stress fracture but sometimes it's on the continuum of the stress fracture um this settles quite well by just by just offloading the patient um let's go to the final case study before we talk a little bit more about medial tibial stress syndrome so the final case study is another young active individual you can see a pattern here can't you uh these this these individuals get pain in the legs but they get it after they've finished exercising so while they're exercising they can actually run through it and then they're fine but a few days to a few hours so rather a few hours to a few days afterwards they are still in pain and it's normally the lower third of the inside of the tibia which is the bone on the inside of your leg uh and there is a tenderness there it can be one or both legs and is often when i speak to my patients it's often because they've changed the intensity of the exercise or the type of exercise the surface that they're running on or playing a sport on or their shoes and that is what most people call shin splints which is medial tibial stress syndrome 
settles very well with uh, rehab and we are often looking at various different muscles. And I'm going to talk about that particular thing, mediatable stress syndrome, don't you dare call it shin splints, a little bit more. So we know from the evidence that females are at a higher risk of getting stress fractures or bone stress reaction injuries. And that is for a variety of different reasons. We initially thought it was just it was called the female triad. So we only thought it was three different things. Now we look at something called the red S, which looks at a variety of different things, including endocrine, metabolic, uh, psychological, cardiovascular and menstrual cycle. And there's other things as well. So that's something to bear in mind. So where does the evidence say what we should do for mediatibia stress syndrome? Well, there was a paper written by Winters et al. in 2018 that recommended a gradual loaded exposure program, which I am a big fan of. Um, there was another one done by Dugan et al. Uh, in 2007, and he said uh, stretching and strengthening, especially eccentric, like eccentric, which is pu- pushing your heel below the step, so you are stretching the muscle of the calf, can be introduced to uh, help medial tubal stress syndrome. But I really like this paper by D. Lee et al. in 2003. And they said that strengthening core hip muscles, core stability, gluteals, hip muscles will improve your medial tubal stress syndrome. Uh, and I like that holistic view of treating a patient. So rather than just focusing on the lower leg, we're trying to understand why they have got this in the first place. So we're looking at their hips and we're looking at their pelvis. We're looking at their core. So we're doing a lot more than just looking at the lower leg. Now, as with all rehabilitation, I separate these into different different phases. So I normally go from phase one to phase six. So initially I'm looking at, I want to improve the pain. Then I'm looking at improving the strength. Then I want to build functional strength. I want to increase the power. Then I want to start making them do some like plyometrics. And then if they're playing a specific sport, I want to add in drills for that specific sport. So let me go through briefly, which is quite difficult on a podcast, but let me go through briefly the kind of exercises I tend to give my patients who have got medial tibial stress syndrome. The first one is step-ups. Now, step-ups, if done properly, which is the main thing here, step-ups can be very effective because they will activate your gluteus maximus and your gluteus medius. And it is very good for building that core, hip and pelvis strength, which basically means it will these muscles will absorb load during running and that will in turn affect your lower leg and stop your medial tibial stress syndrome. Then after that, we start focusing on the lower leg. So a exercise which I really like is called the Soleil squat. So you find a wall and you lean against the wall and you get into a squat position in that wall. Now, you want to come up and down on your tiptoes. So you're lifting your heels up in the air and back down again. Uh, you can do it with one leg or two legs. I would always start with two first and then progress onto one. Really good exercise. Then I really like the bent leg calf raise and the seated calf raise exercise, especially if you're taking it into an eccentric position. If you're pushing the heel below the parallel surface, can be very good. You need to start adding weight in here. So I want dumbbells, 
uh, kettlebells or something like that. Um, I like another exercise called the single leg soleus bridge, which activates the hamstrings, activates the core, activates the glutes and the, and the soleus muscle as well. Moving forward, I also, as I mentioned before, I like to involve the whole body. So I am looking at getting the patient to do plank and deadlifts and box jumps and single leg drop squats. So I want to get that uh, whole body, holistic view of the patient. And then finally, we're moving into some like plyometric work, like box jumps, one leg box jumps, um, uh, power skips, uh, squat jumps, tuck jumps, for example, and then sport specific activities. Now, finally, I said finally a few times, haven't I? What other treatments can we give apart from exercise treatment? Well, exercise treatment, I think, is the gold standard. But the evidence suggests that orthotics can be very effective, especially if you're giving them for shock absorbency. So a paper by Galbraith et al. in 2009 found that orthotics were effective. Recently, I say recently, I think around about eight to ten years now, um, media tubular stress syndrome or shin splints has been treated by shockwave treatment. So extracorporeal shockwave treatment can be very effective. They did a uh, paper was written by Winter et al. 2013, which compared ice, massage, ultrasound, periosteal pecking and shockwave. And it found shockwave to be the most promising from my own personal experience of treating thousands and thousands of athletes uh shockwave can be very effective you'll need uh, quite a few sessions it can be very painful though uh, it's it's not nice but it can be very very effective especially if combined with orthotics and a rehabilitation program as you will hear me say many many occasions no one single treatment is is a magic bullet you need to combine different treatments to give you the best outcome so i hope you found this podcast interesting regarding um exercise induced leg pain or rather don't you dare call it shin splints ah i hate that word uh take care of yourselves thank you